Welcome once again to the Letterman Podcast. My name is Mike Chisholm. I am uh, coming to you the way I normally do. Grateful, excited, humbled um, about this project. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love being the host of the Letterman Podcast. This is uh, a different episode. This is our 30th episode. Uh, our first episode was April 19th. So at the time of this recording, we are sitting at the 23rd of September, May, June, July, August, September. So we're five months into this thing and we've put out 30 episodes. Uh, so, and, and, and so what I'm going to do here today, this is a bit of a different type of show at the, as this show was released, actually, I'm in, uh, not to tell tales out of school, but I'm just actually coming home from Las Vegas, Nevada, and, uh, I'm down there, um, at a pro wrestling event. Uh, I have alluded to the fact on the show that I have a history in the pro wrestling business. Um, I ran, uh, or helped run. I was one of three, uh, people, who ran a charity wrestling promotion where I hail from in Western Canada. And um, in that process, I started out as kind of the business guy behind the scenes and then uh, ended up going behind the curtain and becoming part of uh, pro wrestling. And um, it is a fascinating, fascinating culture uh, to be a part of. So every uh, every year there's a fraternity called the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I'll give them a little plug right now because they've been around since I believe the 50s. Gorgeous George and some of these people as wrestlers and stunt and stunt uh, performers uh, This created this fraternity because they wanted to make sure that a lot of these people, when they get into their older age, uh, they don't have health insurance. They don't have um you know, any, any medical procedure, you know, at that time, uh, things weren't the way that they are now in both, both professions, actually stunt performers, um, with their, their union and things. And also, uh, the pro wrestlers, um, the pro wrestlers of that day when they created cauliflower alley really built a, um, boy, they, 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 they carved a path for some of these ones that make money now, because back then it was really thankless uh, financially. And so this, the CAC, the Cauliflower Alley Club was built and they built a benevolent fund for performers who have fallen on hard times. And they don't have health insurance. And so uh, every year uh, these groups get together. Um, it goes from the smallest of the small uh, independent pro wrestlers that uh, maybe nobody might have heard of all the way up to the very, very, very top. Um, this year at the reunion, Jerry the King Lawler is is there. And uh, hopefully by the time you see this, I'll have uh, secured him as a guest for the, for the Letterman podcast, or at least at the very minimum, uh, gotten a little bit of FaceTime and, and gotten a chance to interview him. And, uh, and anyways, we've got more to come, more to come on that. But anyway, um, this episode is a special episode because we're going to do some reflection uh, on the 30 episodes or the 29 episodes, 29 episodes that preceded this one. Um, and uh, I just, uh, it's not just a fact that I want to say thank you, but I'm going to start it by saying thank you. Um, yeah, I can get emotional right now uh, because at the end of the day, um, when someone goes and chases their dream, and I don't know if hosting the Letterman podcast is the actual dream or if this is just a very crucial step in whatever the dream realized is. But what I do know is, is that I love these people. I love that program. I loved 
uh, the culture that I felt a part of every night, my best friend on TV to use the, you know, the shorthand <laughs> uh, and, and, and to be invited into this world. If I continue to talk about this, I'll get emotional and, um, and I'm emotional about it. So, so, so I'm coming from a place of gratefulness. Hopefully uh, those of you who have become, uh, have been early adopters. And I think the first 29 episodes, uh, even if you came in, even if this is your first Letterman podcast, I think that you would consider yourself an early adopter of the show. Um, I just want to say thank you very, very much for all of the words. Um, most of them have been encouraging words. Um, and for the critical words, I thank you for those as well, because that's what's going to get us better. And I do want to get better at this thing. Um, I think that we have gotten better. I think if you look at episode one, um, and again, no offense to Darren Cox, COX, um, and we'll get to that in a second here. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to go through each episode a little bit and kind of give, a, a an impression, um, but if you go from that episode to our last episode, our latest episode before this one was, which was the return of Eddie Brill, uh, I think we're already seeing significant evolution and that's going to continue. Uh, part of the reason that this has come out here, it's kind of a chapter end. over the next few weeks, you're going to see, um, our studio is going to change. We've got some cool things here. I'm going to put a couple clips into this show. Uh, this is probably a best to be watched on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the Apple or audio on the Spotify or the Google podcasts or wherever it is that you, you listen to this thing, audio, you might actually want to flip over to the YouTube uh, after finishing this episode, uh, you know, on the platform that you're on, we want to get the listen for that. Then, of course, like and share and subscribe on that platform. Then move over to YouTube and you can see some of the clips. I've got a, a clip of the bridge um, that we, we we got from the Late Show set uh, that's been fully restored now. And I've got uh, my reaction video to that. That's going to become part of a different project as well. But anyway, I'm being a little bit confusing here saying these things. It, this episode might be a better visual episode uh, in a couple of respects because we're going to insert a couple of clips along the way. Uh, but I've just got to start by talking about how grateful I am. I am so grateful. Uh, the second thing I'm going to say is that um, the, at the end of the show or during the show, I'm also going to mention people who haven't been on the show, but behind the scenes have been um, in some respects crucial. Um, I'm going to forget people. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you that straight up. Uh, I want to thank every single person from every viewer or listener to the people who are sitting on my right or left shoulder whispering in my ear counsel um positive or negative i just want to thank every single person uh for this because it is me chasing a dream and i've been accepted into this community by a great number of people in the community and those are the ones that i've met so far and 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 the ones i haven't met as i meet each one of them it's like a present being opened for me i i i can't express that enough and i think the only way to, to i i wasn't I, I i haven't had brian ted on the show yet i can't wait to have him on um if you know brian ted's story it's 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 one who many of us david letterman enthusiasts would have given to ourselves if we could have uh the this it, it, it's storybook the guy loves the show shows up as an intern um works his way into the culture, into the family, gets these on-screen appearances. And, and, and they're fantastic, by the way. Brian Tedda's uh, creepy guy hanging out with Anton, creepy guy in the eye, creep, uh, just 
holy smokes are they they're hysterical um moves up moves up becomes this very um prominent member of the staff as a segment producer and 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 some of these other adventures that he's got himself into if you want to you know i'll talk about last days of letterman here when i get to scott um but and then when the show ends goes and becomes the exec producer of the view like holy smokes there's there's so many of us who live vicariously through story, that story. And there are so many stories like that. I think about Casey St. Ong and she was on, I'll talk about her in a minute and, and, and Kellison and some of these people, there are so many of us out there who live vicariously through that <laughs> as enthusiasts. And, and I think that's part of the reason why Dave's um, family of enthusiasts has the characteristics that we do, that we stick together the way that, that we do. And some of our characteristics are odd just like the people on the show are odd. <laughs> and to go back to, I'm having a ball studying this and, and reminiscing with these people and having the, the stuff behind the scenes, um, the thank yous from them, the sentiments, the stories that won't necessarily be told here, but just give me a, a bigger frame of reference for things. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for that. Um, and the show has provided that. And 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 so anyway, that's enough of me talking about uh, how grateful I am. Um, the studio, we are about to change. Uh, I've got an announcement. Um, maybe in, our friends in America might not uh, see this um, as, a, as a huge deal. In, up here in Canada, it certainly is. Uh, there's a company up here called TELUS. So down in the States, you've got your DirecTV, you've got your Comcast, and I don't know, is, 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 is Dish Network still a thing? They merged with somebody. I don't know. I don't know how many providers you have down there. But up here in Canada, we've got three or four major national providers of, of uh, content services, uh, you know, cable, shorthand. Um, and, and one of those companies is called TELUS. Uh, they actually merged from the old school telephone company. And I think about, you know, um, I think about the old telephone operator sketch on Saturday Night Live. Our telephone company used to be BC Tell, uh, BC Tell when I was growing up. And BC Tell grew and grew and grew and, and amalgamated and exploded. And they went across the country. Now it's just TELUS and they do everything. Well, TELUS has um, a community programming uh, component to their uh, suite of services they provide similar to, you know, when you watched Wayne's world back in the day, uh, cable access, kind of like that sort of, uh, where they will actually produce content and they will put out local content. And so TELUS has just, uh, come to me and they said, Hey, we really like what you're doing with the Letterman podcast. We want to distribute you across the country <laughs> and, and it's, it's going to be an on-demand thing. And, um, they're going to take 10 of our episodes and they're going to throw them up as season one, you know, the, the way they look at it, it's not really a money. It's not a money thing at all. Uh, um, you know, infamously I'm saving myself for, for if, if, if this thing's going to turn into a money thing, I'm hoping that it's going to be because we become official um, with pants, but, but it's just cool. It's a distribution thing. And, and, uh, and, and, and that right there tells me we're on to something. And when I say we, I mean, all of us as a community, um, so that's a pretty cool thing. Now with that, um, my wife, who is the first person I got to thank for this because Candy is, um, uh, when Dave left, 
um, he talked about Les Moonves and he talked about how Les Moonves um, was patient and he described the idea of being able to, if you wrote the word down, he would underline patient three or four times. My wife is extremely patient with me, as you can probably imagine. Imagine being married to this. You've got to have a lot of patience and a few other things as well. And and you'd think she'd have a few screws loose, but she doesn't. She's this amazing creature and, and, and uh, she's very patient. And the support that I've gotten from her to do this off the side of my, my desk um, has been astounding. And so anyway, uh, many of you know, she's building a men's mental wellness platform called He Changed It. Uh, you can go to hechangedit.com for the, for, the, for the details. It's a men's mental wellness app. And we can go into that another day. But I host the podcast uh, for that called HeCast. And that's where I kind of got my podcasting chops. If, if I have them, that's where they came from. And so um, one of the thoughts was, well, we got a little bit of grant money coming in. And we would um, redo the studio. So that's going to be happening here. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this episode right now is because over the next few weeks and months, you're about to see and hear some changes as our technology improves and all of that. And I just, my mind keeps going and going, okay, well, if we're this, if we're at this level already within 30 episodes, what's the next 30 going to look like? And I know some of the guests that are coming up and it's like, holy crap, we got some good things going on. And, um, Many times you don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And so that's what this episode is. This episode is going to be a retrospective of the first 30. Uh, it's going to be thank yous to people uh, who who guessed it on the show, people behind the scenes. And then we're going to throw in some little Easter egg clips. So uh, I apologize for taking as long as I did to get to that part. Um, I'm not a very good video editor, as you'll be able to see as I try and Frankenstein these clips uh, that I'm gonna add. I think I'm gonna put three clips into the show here today. Um, please bear with me. I'm getting better at this, believe it or not. It's incremental at uh, at best, but it is getting better. And um, we're just gonna we're just gonna go from there. I'm gonna go through each of the guests that we've had on the show here, and 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 talk about them. Hopefully, it will spur um, an an incentive for some of you who this might be your first Letterman podcast. Some of you might go back and listen to the whole run or watch the whole run. Uh, I would highly recommend doing that because every single person who has been on this show has a story. Uh, that is worth hearing if you are an enthusiast of of David Letterman and company, as I am. Every single person. Um, a lot of folks have said to us, hey, you know, you should put some short clips from each episode up on the YouTube and things like that and let the episodes be long form, but also clips of them. Yes, you're right. We should. Um, and, and, and if and when I can... I'm not saying I got to get paid to do this. What I'm saying is when I can devote some time and resources and stuff while we're still putting food on the table and all the stuff here at the house, uh, um, when I can get to that skill, I will get to it. It's on the list. We want to do that because there are a lot of three or four minute clips in this show that are gold. I look at what um, I look at Conan O'Brien and what team Coco and their facility, uh, their, their, um, uh, their productions are doing and it's astounding to me it's like oh little clips long clips and our show has so much gold in it for for enthusiasts of letterman um i can't wait to start doing that and that is going to happen um you know we've had a lot of uh, youtube i've had uh, quite a few youtube uh, youtubers reach out to me and 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 shouting some of them saying this is what you need to do we hear you i hear you uh we'll get there <laughs> we will uh so anyway um the first show 
this is what I want to get in the habit of doing. See, this isn't this isn't a real blue card. This is actually a this is a rejection card. This is a postcard that you would get from the Late Show. I'll read it to you. It's got the uh, it's got the, the 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 name of the address, Late Show with Dave Letterman, Ed Sullivan Theater, with the address. Dear sir, madam, thank you for your interest in the Late Show with David Letterman. Unfortunately, we feel that an appearance uh, is not quite right for us at this time. Once again, we appreciate you taking the time to write and wish you every success in the future. The talent department, the Late Show with David Letterman. This is a comedian rejection postcard that you could get from uh, the Late Show with David Letterman if you were a comedian that didn't quite reach the standard. Um, I just like the idea of having a blue card in front of me where I can just do this, even though I'm not reading anything here. Um, it's fun. And uh, again, if you're, I'm just babbling, listen to me babble, but I can do it. And that's part of the thing is that I can, I can do this. And I'm excited about that. And I'm also grateful for every person that says to me that um, I've got something and I can do this. So thank you for that as well for those people. But what I'm going to do is we are going to go through the folks who have uh, made this show a show because it certainly isn't me as I've proven so far in this first few minutes. Um, episode one appeared on April 19th, 2022. It is uh, the day of the day before uh, the anniversary of Dave signing off from the late show for the last time that was done um, intentionally serendipitously, if that makes any sense whatsoever. It just happened to be around that time when all of this stuff bubbled to the surface and, and all of the people behind the scenes um, who told me uh, we should do this, um, should do this. And that was a perfect time to do it. So April 19th, 2022 was the very first episode airing of the, uh, the Letterman podcast. On the show, our guest was Darren Cox, COX. Uh, Darren hosts <laughs> the Irritable Dad Syndrome podcast and is, um, I wanted to start the show with a community member because the show is all about folks who work for Dave, folks who had a brush with the show of some sort. Maybe they were on the show, they were featured somewhere, um, had some sort of a brush with the show and then also community members. And I think the third one is really important that we have community members, members of the Letterman enthusiast community who can come on here and talk about their love for what Dave and company did. It's an extremely important part of our show. It's always going to be a part of our show. Um, I will tell you this. I thought that every second episode was going to be a community member episode. Like we've got a lot of community members who are kind of waiting in line or we're waiting for the timing to be right. Marilyn, I'm looking at you, um, where the timing is going to be perfect for when they come on the show. But uh, I, I got to tell you, I've been overwhelmed with how many staffers have been being tossed at me, coming at me, excited about what it is that we're doing. I got goosebumps as I say that. Uh, but we are always going to keep community members um, a big part of what it is that we do, because that's that's why we do what we do. Um, so Darren, uh, the Irritable Dad Syndrome podcast, phenomenal, phenomenal guy. I just appreciate him. He and I become uh, we're becoming good friends. If a Letterman podcast network services or when the Letterman podcast service networks, we certainly want to link arms with with his show and, and, and move forward um, with that. And I just am so grateful for him. Uh, it, I'll tell you this. When we had Steve Young on the second time, uh, having Darren make an appearance on that show, that's been that is really, really fun. And, and, and getting to know members of this community as we have, you know, favorite staffers of some of these community members, being able to build a bridge for people to talk to folks who worked on the show and ask questions of their own and all of that. I am 
super stoked about that. That is really, really cool. Uh, being able to make somebody's day. Um, and, 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 uh, Darren certainly makes mine and he's had me as a guest on his podcast as well. And I just appreciate him so much. So that was our very first episode. I thought it was a good one, but I thought they were all good episodes. Um, but, uh, it was a, it was a great start to the show. Um, and I remember his reaction afterwards and my reaction afterwards. And we're like, Oh, this is, this is good. There's something here. Um, so this is this is a cool way to start the show. Episode two was Mark Carson. Uh, Mark Carson. Oh my gosh! Here's a guy who, by the way, we should. This is a, when we can have little YouTube clips, by the way, and 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 mini episodes and things like that. Mark's a guy who we. I need to do this with him more and 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 quickly. You want to talk about intentions versus the realities of life and all of that? If my intentions were correct, this guy would have been. Um, if my intentions were realized, he would have been on the show four or five more times. We would have gone through um, the Letterman Bumpers book. By the way, get the Letterman Bumpers book. Oh my goodness, it's so good. LettermanBumpers.com, I believe is the website. Um, Mark, uh, you know, the, the the Late Night with David Letterman Bumpers um, were, were so intentionally, masterfully clever and and so intentionally made. And, and um, they are little works of art themselves, you know, the insertion of the late night with David Letterman in all sorts of different settings and times and places. And, and I just, um, Mark is such a good guy. And the fact that he came on episode two, uh, not only did it give us some credibility, but I just appreciate him so much. And, and we want to, I want to have more videos of him going through bumpers that we can just throw up. Those will be YouTube exclusives. Again, there's ideas here, right? We just got to. We just got to let it evolve. We just got to let it happen organically. But there's so many ideas here um, and things that we want to do. So, so Mark, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, episode three and episode 29, uh, Eddie Brill. Eddie, um, you as well took a chance on us from the very beginning. You didn't know me from Adam. I hadn't built hardly any, um, you know, public inroads with 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 the, the, the pants community or the Letterman community, um, you know, your family. Um, at that point and 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 you just you took a chance and said yeah and 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 us bonding over hockey right away uh coincidental when there are no coincidences we all know there's no coincidences but but at the end of the day um i just appreciate the friendship the fact uh you know candy and i are going to new york here um i'll be a week or so after this episode uh airs and we've got a lot of cool things happening when we come to new york and one of the things is um hopefully the first thing when eddie said hey when are you coming out uh i told him and he's like oh i think i'm in california that week. <laughs> no but it looks like he'll be back so i can't wait to 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 either break bread with you or go to the cellar or something with you um i just appreciate your friendship so eddie brill uh phenomenal guest uh been on twice um and I'm, I'm so excited about that uh episode four was rob cates and rob cates again here's one of the another one of those guys that i just appreciate so much in the letterman enthusiast community he runs i don't know how many facebook pages devoted to uh americana entertainment in americana uh the frank sinatra and the rat pack page that that he runs um on facebook i think it's got 40 50 thousand members something like that or he's a part of uh the letterman fans page comedy in america um there's i think is the late night television as well he's got all these pages he's a part of but he's also in the television business one of the things that i love darren cox can be a cox can be said the same thing you know he's in the television business i think for some reason 
um, it's not some reason. I think I know the reason. Letterman's productions have always tickled the fancy of many folks who work in television or broadcasting or production. And I think it's because he destroyed the fourth wall and made those people part of the show. And I mean, it tickles me and I'm not even a part of production. So I can only imagine how it makes these people feel. And so we've got a lot of folks here who are involved in production um, that, that love uh, for, for a living. And and they love uh, that community and 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 everything that Dave did, Dave and company did. And so Rob, I just appreciate you so much. You promote every single show that we put out there. We've done zero marketing for the show, everybody, and and we're organically growing, and it's fun to do that. Uh, I know there are little tricks and things that can be done, but and we will potentially go down that path. But we're just letting it unfold organically. Well, this guy here has been a booster for us. So, Rob Cates, thank you so, so much. And uh, anything that we can do for you, um, you obviously, obviously know that. Uh, we're happy to um, support anything you're doing. We appreciate it. Um, let's see. Episode five, Mark Malkoff, host of the Carson podcast. And, you know, uh, personality. Uh, I don't want to typecast Mark and just say, oh, all he did was host the Carson podcast. No, uh, personality unto himself. I just, uh, I adore Mark. Mark and I think the same way. We both have unbridled enthusiasm and we also have um, a certain level of tenacity where we will go and, and attempt to, um, when we want something, we go for it and we ask for it. And I think that is a secret to life. I, I think that uh, that is something where, it would serve people who, if they, if you have a burning desire, tell somebody about it, whatever it is, uh, you know, as long as it's, 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 it's ethical, legal, all that kind of stuff, of course. But if you have a dream, a pure dream inside uh, something, one of those childhood dreams, um, or even a whimsical notion. That's the thing I love about Mark. Mark has a whimsical notion and he goes for it. He'll go live in Ikea for a week or however long it was. He'll go, you know, he, he does these amazing, um, Antic stunts. I, I always said he's like a he's like a whimsical or positive, really positive Andy Kaufman and in, in, in some of the things that he does. But him hosting the Carson podcast behind the scenes, he's been a guy that's given me some really good advice about this. Uh insights, all sorts of stuff. I can't wait to have Mark back. See, that's another guy. We've had Eddie back on. I need to get Mark back on. I know Mark, I love you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you very, very much for um, everything that you've done for us so far. Uh, episode six was Rusty Shackleford. Um, there was another Letterman podcast out there. It's, I mean, it's still technically out there. Uh, Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors. Uh, I don't know where it's at right now. I, I certainly know if and when the Letterman Podcast Network uh, materializes the way that we hope it's going to. They have a standing invite to be part of it. I don't know. I think they're kind of on hiatus a little bit right now, but Rusty is just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. The King of the Hill podcast that he's also a part of is um, really good. He uh, Rusty came on. Uh, we did the postmortem of Kevin Durant episode uh, where we talked about uh, Kevin Durant guesting on my next guest, and, and we kind of dissected that episode. That was a really neat uh, – that's a fun way to get community members involved. So if, if you out there – uh, would ever want to be on this show potentially to talk about one of the my next guest episodes. The postmortem is a way that we involve community members in this show uh, in the Letterman podcast. So uh, Rusty is a buddy of mine. I appreciate him so much. He's got a beautiful heart, uh, an incredible work ethic. And, um, and, and you talk about a guy who's, who's, who's looking for 
moving towards his dreams as opposed to working, you know, construction, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's, he's busting his butt to try and get out of that, to work towards his dreams, which is very similar to the dream that I have to be, uh, to be a broadcaster. And again, all thanks to Dave for showing us that example that, you know, sometimes it's really worth chasing your dreams. Uh, so Rusty and I link on a whole bunch of things. So grateful that he was here. Okay. So episode seven and eight, Tom fucking Dreesen. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about Tom Dreesen um, other than, uh, holy smokes. I, I have said when I met Tom and he came on this show and I basically, that all happened in one day, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tom and I connected. We had a quick phone call. Um, in that phone call, he and I connected really well. He said, yes, he'll come on the show. We had the phone call. And then after, and and then in the middle of the phone call, he said, you know what? I want to come on the show. I'm sure it's going to be okay, but I, I have to get Dave's permission first. Cause he heard about what the show was and he realized, and he said, okay, I just want to make sure that it's okay with Dave, which <laughs> the uh, level of anxiety that hit me at that point, because I mean, I'm, online meeting a guy that I have literally watched as a comrade of David Letterman from when I was like, I 10 years old, nine years old. And, and it's like, Oh, that's Dave's buddy. I've always known him as Dave's buddy and funny as hell. Like I, I always think about his joke. Uh, you know, Dave said, oh, <laughs> I hear you're dating a homeless woman. And Tom says, yeah, it's great. After we're finished, I can drop her off anywhere. And, and I mean, I'm butchering the joke, but I think about that joke and it makes me laugh every single time so much so that I can't even say it right. It, it just, it, I butcher it. Uh, but, but I, Tom, I, so I'm meeting him and it's the high of meeting him online, exchanging, holy crap, I'm talking to Tom Dreesen. Then it's like, Hey, give me a call. And now I'm talking to Tom Dreesen on the phone. So the high and then suddenly, oh, I think I got to call Dave before I come on the show. Click. Okay. And then it's like, oh my gosh, the panic. And as much as I love talking to Tom, it's like, oh crap. Now I might not get a chance to talk to Tom the way I want to talk to him, which is on camera, asking him all these questions for the benefit of myself, but also everybody else out there who have these, these questions. And thankfully, the universe uh, only played with me, my heart, my emotions for about 40 minutes, because about 40 minutes later, he calls me back. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, Dave said it's fine. And he even had an idea that we, uh, you know, I, we might do it in the future. So I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it here. But but <laughs> and then talking to him, like I asked for 45 minutes, he gave me two and hours plus, 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 like it ended up being two episodes. And I got to tell you, um, the shorthand that I have said about meeting Tom Dreesen was that uh, it's like meeting uh, your favorite uncle for the very first time. So, so uh, you know, sorry, Uncle Gary, I apologize. I, I loved you. You know, we had all these memories my whole life. But when I met Tom, it's like, holy smokes, this guy. And, you know, Uncle Gary understands. Um, he, Tom has been so kind and generous to me to other folks in the, in the, in the Letterman enthusiast community. Um, he is exactly what you saw on the show. And then some, because of the kindness and warmth and his, and his desire to help others. Um, he has given me advice 
that I'm not going to go into here. It's weird that my show, our show has inside baseball. You know, I always talk about how I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about scandal or gossip or inside baseball about in the Letterman community. That's not what the show's about. It's interesting that my show now has that a little bit. Um, nothing salacious or bad. It's just, you got to know what Lily pad to step on and which one to avoid. Um, and Tom has helped with that. And, and I just appreciate him so much in the leadership that he has given me. Um, I love you, Tom Dreesen. I thank you so much for being you. Uh, then we got uh, episode nine, uh, Scott Ryan. I will never not talk about this book. Um, if you want to read a celebration of a piece of television history that in my, in my opinion, the greatest six weeks of broadcasting history is the last six weeks of the late show. Um, an incredible finish to an incredible career with all sorts of stuff uh, behind the scenes because it's the family. If there is any project that inspired this podcast in its tone in what it's going to be about it was this book i love bill carter's books again i i fully anticipate now at some point uh crossing paths with bill carter i certainly hope that's the case please let that be the case sooner than later uh but scott ryan's book the last days of letterman is a phenomenal read that's where brian Teta's story is in there and and and, and countless others uh from people on the staff um folks who have been on the show um, and you know what, this is where, because I can't forget him. I'm not going to forget him. I, I would not know, uh, Rick Sheckman. I wouldn't know Shecky if it wasn't for, for Scott and this book, uh, Scott Ryan and I became friends. He's been on, he cast a couple times. Um, he and I have gone back and forth. Uh, I, the very incarnation for those of you, and there's been a couple people who have mentioned, Hey, I saw something on, on YouTube called tales from the late show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was kind of the, the, the genesis of this thing was the tales from the late show uh, interview that I did with, with, with art and Scott and, 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 um, and that was before he cast, that was before anything. And so, uh, Scott and I became acquainted online and then became friends, um, way before the Letterman podcast. And I just can't tell you the feeling of reaching out to somebody whose work you admire and then them coming back and realizing, oh, there's a Twin Peaks connection and oh, there's a kindness connection where we look at life a little bit differently um, than say some other people that are out there and kindness is something that we bonded over and 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 Scott is just an incredible human being. Uh, ScottRyanProductions.com to check out all of the different books that he does. His Moonlighting book is incredible. We got it over there um and 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 his twin peaks books and um all sorts of amazing things uh please please check out scott ryan stuff and i just scott i fucking love you you're amazing um <laughs> episode 10 uh was and uh she was on episode 10 and also episode 17 um irene hoffman now irene hoffman i'm gonna talk about rupert here because um, Irene Hoffman is, um, uh, did we do, yeah, we did. Oh, you know what? We haven't done the, okay. I missed an episode. I missed episode. Um, I missed episode. There's a bonus episode in there and we'll talk about that in a second here, but, uh, actually, you know what? I'll talk about it right now. Um, in between episodes four and five, there was an extra episode, uh, and that was called the letter manifesto and the letter manifesto was me telling the story of there, the Q and a with Dave and I, I'll get to that in a second here. I got a couple, I got a couple of versions of the picture I'm going to show. Um, 
but that story, the narrative, in many respects, wouldn't be here, or this podcast wouldn't be here were it not for that that night in New York, that story. Um, Irene, who was an English teacher, uh, retired now, but she was one of those teachers. She was one of those teachers that, you know, when you you think about think about the teachers that impacted you most in your life. Okay. There's a whole bunch of people who Irene would be at the top of that list. She's just an incredible person. And um, she read my story and it's a raw, raw, raw form. And she said, okay, not raw, 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 like a cheerleader, but like raw, um, uh, unedited, unbridled, um, a mess really. And, 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 but she saw the joy in it and she shared that joy the way that all of us as enthusiasts um, share uh, just in our own different way. And, and she said, hey, this is amazing. Um, and I, I'm Rupert G's girlfriend. Uh, you've just inspired me. I went and saw the show X amount of times. And, and, and she and I bonded and we became friends. And then that led to the friendship with Rupert. And this is all before the podcast came out. And, and she helped me edit the document. And I've read that document. So, so there's a bonus episode in there that isn't really considered into the canon of the Letterman podcast, but it's there in the, in the YouTube channel. It's called the Letter Manifesto, and that's me reading that out. Um, so Irene edited that document for me and helped make it better. Um, so I appreciate that about her, uh, that she spent hours with me. Because I think the document has 12,000 words or something. It's like two chapters in a book. That's how long the document is, me chronicling the story of, 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 of that picture um, and the picture of me behind Dave's desk um, a month before the show ended. So Irene and I became friends. And and, and um, so another community member, but also Rupert G's girlfriend. So that kind of puts her into a different category. Like we're all unique on our own with our own stories, but she is um, – and her enthusiasm is amazing, and I just appreciate her. She's been on twice. Um the second episode where she was uh, showing from from the uh, the family house that she has over in Greece um, as well, um, Rupert has said to me so many times, oh, you got to show this. You got to like we would love to do an episode in Greece when, you know, and, and yeah, a few days after and I don't think I'm telling tales out of school because we're OK now. A few days after that episode was shot uh, was shot and, 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 and um, released, Irene took a major fall. Um, in, in, in Greece. And, and I don't want to tell tales out of school, but the injury was severe. Um, and uh, she's still healing. So I just want to say, Irene, we love you. Um, we're so grateful for you. And I haven't been public about it until now uh, because, you know, we wanted to see how things um, shaked out and we want to respect privacy and all of that stuff. But um, the sentence that I'm about to say, there's a whole bunch of people um, and I'm going to go back to Shecky in a second here. There's a whole bunch of people who this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for them, and it can be said for many, many, many people, okay? That's how I know this thing is supposed to be done because there are so many people who, if they didn't do or say what they did when they did, this podcast wouldn't exist. Irene is one of them. Rupert G is one of them. Um, and 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 Shecky is one of them. Shecky, um, <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever have Shecky on, um, but the fact is, uh, I don't know if I should say this out loud or not. Rick Sheckman is my, no, you know what? Um, there was a conversation that I had with him and I said, look, okay. So Rick Sheckman and I, um, there's a legendary radio guy named Alex Bennett. Alex Bennett was WABC, but also legendary in San Francisco. And, 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 and 
for old school New York radio fans, you will understand the statement. Alex Bennett paved the road that Howard Stern drove over. I was talking about the pro wrestlers earlier. The pro wrestlers of the 60s and 70s made it so Hulk Hogan could blow the industry up. And I'm being, uh, I'm truncating, but you understand the example. Alex Bennett was uh, a bit of a brat on the radio before any of these other people and inspired many of these folks. Um, And so I do a a Facebook show every week and Shecky's on it. Shecky invited me to be on it. And I'll tell you this, um, a year and a half ago on that show, we were just talking about what was going on. I'm just a panelist on the show and, and I try and contribute where I can. And, 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 and Alex and Shecky are really good friends. And Alex said to Shecky, Hey, what are you doing today? And Shecky goes, Oh, I'm going on. Um, uh, some guy is doing a, a podcast devoted to David Letterman. And immediately my heart exploded in my chest and I'm sitting there on panel with a smile on my face. And if you go back and watch the moment, uh, you actually kind of see my heart drying up a little bit because doing this was always something like I was always waiting for the Letterman podcast to come out. I was waiting for it and I would consume it voraciously. It's ironic. I don't like watching or listening to myself back. It's ironic that the content in this show is something that I'm a part of because it's frustrating to watch it, but I have to watch it because what the guests say is so, the conversations to me are so compelling. But anyway, so at that point, Shecky said, I'm going to go on this show. And and my heart broke. And I said to Shecky, oh, Hey, that's, you just described my dream job. <laughs> Someone who's doing a podcast devoted to David Letterman, you just described my, my dream job. And, and Shecky was like, oh, okay, well, all right. And, uh, and, and so anyway, we got through the show or whatever. And a few hours later, I get a message from Shecky. He goes, oh, oh, just so you know, I just did that podcast I was talking about. He goes, yeah, it was the, it was the Carson podcast with Mark Malkoff, which of course I knew about and had watched so many of them. And it was like, oh my God. Suddenly my dream is back alive again. Suddenly the Letterman podcast is back on the table. And um, so anyway, a few months later go by, a few months go by and, and, and Alan Coulter passed away and it's like, okay, are you fucking kidding me? Here's a guy who would have gone on the Letterman podcast, whoever hosted it, the one that kind of goes and gets the credibility and gets all those things. There's a guy who would have gone on that show multiple times because he just is a kind, sweet man who loves talking about this stuff and he passed away. And it's like, okay, well, if someone's not going to do it, I got to, I got to just do it. And it is my dream job. Like this is my dream job. And so I I had a conversation with Shecky and I'm only going to, I'm not going to say the exact analogy that we used and all that, but I said, I said, what do you think? And he, again, this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for Rick Sheckman. So um, Shecky, I fucking love you. I'm thinking about you right now, especially right now at the time of this recording. Um, thank you for everything that you have done. Uh, I'm not going to get into the inside baseball of things, but, and again, just like with Tom, you've given me some really uh, well-crafted uh, counsel and I just appreciate that so much. So anyway, Shecky, there's your thanks right there. Um, Rupert uh, and Irene, so grateful for you guys uh i can't wait for we got some more to come with some things with uh with these two characters um and i just appreciate the fact that uh so many of irene's students have reached out since she's been on this 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 show so there's a couple right there that uh we'll throw out um 
I have no idea how much time has gone by, but we're just going to keep on plugging through. The next guest was Jeff Altman. And just like Tom Dreesen, many of the things could be said. Saw him as Dave's buddy from when I was a kid. Uh, highly recommend this the Jeff Altman episode. I mean, and Tom Dreesen. I mean, if you want insights into, into, into Dave is, um, these gentlemen certainly um, talk about that, uh, you know, in such a a different way. Um, than maybe people who worked with Dave and 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 talking about the comedy store and, and the stories coming up and all of that stuff. Jeff Altman is ridiculous. He is so funny. I can't believe I haven't gotten to do creepy baby for me yet. Uh, but he uh, but but I have him in my telephone as Jeff Buttsteak Altman. Uh, for those of you who remember the Buttsteak, him coming on and just talking about a Buttsteak and, and the voice that he used. And I just I am so <laughs> he's my friend now he's been on my men's mental wellness podcast that episode just dropped last week um i may take some of them and throw them into the into the facebook group you know we've had scott ryan on that episode jay ryan's been on that episode uh on, on that show um jeff altman as well so i may throw the links up to those because they are kind of insightful um f from a letterman perspective just second second hand um so i may throw those on but jeff jeff was just um, I, our second or third phone call, he, he, he flat out, he, you know, and Jeff will break into a voice. He'll break into a character. He'll say crazy things. Uh, he, what you see on screen is what you get when you are, are buds with, with Jeff Altman. And, and, and he said to me, maybe our second or third call, he goes, Mike, just so you know, we're friends. You don't have to, I'm a guy that encourages anyway. And I, and I, and I talk about when I talk to people of, of, that I'm grateful for, I, I will say it. But he said to me, he just went to reassure me. He goes, just so you know, you don't have to say how grateful you are for me or whatever. We're friends now. You can just treat me like a friend. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, well, this is how I treat my friends. But but holy shit, you just made me feel uh, 10 stories bigger than I actually am. And so I, I just appreciate Jeff so, so much. And he's also given me some, some of that uh, advice. Um, in the background. So I appreciate that. Um, we're up to 12 Daniel Callison. <laughs> I, th so the Madonna story and the Drew Barrymore story and the, and the, um, um, my can Peter O'Toole story. <laughs> Those stories are worth it right there, but more so you talk about a guy who gets plucked and, and, and gets to go after his dream and now gets to kind of live his dream. Um, Daniel Kellison is just, I'm so grateful for him. He was helped on the way up. Um, and, and, and he helps people like, like a motherfucker. He helps people. And I just appreciate Mr. Kellison so, so much. Uh, I hope I'm going to throw this out to the universe right now. I hope we got some projects together that we can maybe work on. I mean, maybe it doesn't happen, but if it does, Oh man, how fun could this be working with some of these folks? Um, in a way where we can all kind of be creative, be ourselves, but also really talk about uh, our enthusiasm for everything when it comes to Dave and company. And, and I mean, talking about Norm Macdonald with him and, and, and uh, we haven't talked Kimmel yet, but that'll, that'll come too. And, and, and there's, there's things that are happening and I can't wait to have him back. Can't wait to have him back on the show, but again, so grateful for Daniel Kellison uh, for a variety of reasons, Daniel, you know what you've done for us. And I just want to say thank you for that as well. Um, next episode, Art Kelly. Oh man. So this is another guy. This is uh, again, the show would not exist were it not for Art Kelly period. It just is. Um, 
uh, we tell the story about my first uh, pants jacket that I got uh, where he gave me a note that said, welcome to the family. I got again, I can't focus on that or I will weep. I will literally weep. Um, and, and I just, Art just uh, recently had a stroke. Uh, there still might be a GoFundMe out there for Art. I, I just, uh, he's fine. He's, he's doing okay. He's, he's stroking along as he likes to say, <laughs> which I just appreciate. Um, Art, I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. We're grateful for you here on the show. And uh, just, again, you talk about interesting characters that worked for Pants and, and, and Dave and company. And uh, Art certainly is, is an interesting character. Uh, I appreciate you so, so much, Art. Um, Jay Ryan. Okay, so Jay Ryan, again, this podcast does not exist if it's not for Jay Ryan. Jay Ryan's the guy who, uh, he's got David Letterman's uh, massive pieces of David Letterman's set on his show. Uh, he has got a set for a show called Cars and Comedy. He's got the Late Night Playset. The Late Night Playset is one of Dave's old desks, um, in my opinion the quintessential Dave's desk. If there was any of Dave's desks that I want, other than maybe the last one with the lights in it and everything. And uh, that one there has a special place in my heart. I believe that's at ball state right now. Um, but he's got the desk that Drew Barrymore danced on that Bill Murray wrote Dave on the first late show desk. He's got that. He's got Dave's microphone. Um, well, uh, you know, having him on our show um, was incredible, but the fact that I have a relationship with Jay where he and I are brothers, there's no, and if you've got if you if you are a brother um with another brother you know that that is a unique relationship um jay's an only child but but he's got a whole bunch of siblings all over the place where the relationship is just really unique and and jay and i have that and and i just appreciate him to no end uh originally when i when i when i talked about this show when i was having my um imposter syndrome stuff really hit me uh I didn't think I should be the guy to host this show. I didn't think I could be the guy. I was, I was, I was, I was eligible to be the guy. Um, and I said, Jay, you should host this show and I can help you. And he just, he goes, no, you should host this show. And he gave me, uh, you know what? I gave Jay a good listening to. And uh, I, at, at this point here, we're going to show some breaks because I mean, we're going to break it up a little bit. We're going to show a couple of those clips. Um, when I actually went down to California uh, to see Dave live, but also to be on um, the late night playset for that show uh, with my wife, Candy. Um, Jay, the thought that Jay puts into things is astounding. He's got a beautiful heart and an amazing mind. And um, when you look at his uh, story and the cars and comedy and uh, the legacy of the late night playset and where it's come from and where it's going and, and what it's all about with his wife, Nicole, who's a beautiful, beautiful soul, um, you know, in the throes of MS right now and, and just watching what they're doing. Um, the, 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 the lemonade they're making with the lemons that they've been given is just um, astounding to me. And uh, I just, Jay, I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. And uh, we're going to show a couple clips of Candy and I coming onto the late night playset for the first time, which Jay had the forethought to record. And they haven't been really shown very much. Jay showed my reaction a little bit. Candy's hasn't been shown at all. So we're going to take a break right now. And we're going to show the, our reactions to uh, when we came on the late night playset for the very first time. We weren't going to record this one. This, you were supposed to record Mike, but you're, how are you doing? I'm, I'm the clamped. This is incredible. This is like nothing I've seen before. I don't even know what to say. Uh, uh, I think that you're the coolest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm, I'm. for a long time and I, I don't know what that history is but this was Dave's microphone from late night and it moved over to the late show this is an artifact it's hooked up pal oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> you can do that too go ahead this desk the very first night of the late show drew barrymore danced on this desk and showed dave her tatas <laughs> she said happy birthday and said happy birthday <laughs> okay uh hope you like those clips those of you who are listening to this thing audio wise <laughs> um sorry watch the youtube after hopefully you got a flavor for the excitement that we had uh jay i love you the show wouldn't exist without you thank you um, the postmortem of Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Rob Cates came back on. We talked about that. Rob Cates, love you. Appreciate you. Episode 16, Tommy Ruprecht. Tom Ruprecht is an amazing Letterman writer. I think personally that he's also an entertainer, but he's also got a family and he's trying to jiggle everything and find where he is going next in the, in the entertainment world. I I just really appreciate him. Great moments in presidential speeches. That's him. The George Bush, uh, President George Bush um, a segment that would be done on Late Show. I would say a different time. When when presidents are talked about in Late Night Now, um, very different tone than when President Bush was talked about, uh, and, and even President Clinton for, the, for that matter, Bubba, uh, on, on the Late Show. Um, Tommy, I just appreciate Tommy so much. He wrote a book about uh, about uh, the former president as well. Tommy is one of the smartest writers I've ever met. Um, and 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 he, again, another guy who didn't really know me from Adam and took a chance. And I can't wait to have him back on the show. Um, again, when we talk about Eddie Brill, our second episode is very different than our first episode because rapport was built and all of that. Um, I just appreciate Tommy so, so much. And uh, anytime Tommy has a project, uh, you know, Tom, if you're listening and or watching, why would you be? But if you, if, you know, if anybody who knows Tommy, tell him anytime there's a project coming out, get it to us. We will promote it as much as we can. And that promotion arm is starting to get a little stronger. It's starting to get a little stronger. And we're, I'm excited about that. Um, as the Letterman Podcast Network uh, becomes a thing. Uh, we want to be able to be, our dream is to be in a place where we can help shepherd um, projects of any former staff or anybody in the family or, 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 or whatnot. We're, we're excited about the idea of that. And, and, and I'll just throw it out there publicly right now. Uh, I would love to see Tommy do something and, and be a part of it somehow. He's just a really, really cool human being. And I just appreciate him so much. Um the next two episodes, 
Steve O'Donnell. Having Steve O'Donnell on this show, um, so many, it was such a long episode and there was a power outage in the middle and I, I had a lot of questions about that episode. Was any of that staged? What what exactly happened there? The way that you finished the first part, it was almost creepy. And, 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 and then going into the second episode, it was so it just, I've had a lot of folks ask about that episode. Everything about that episode was 100% um, organic. Uh, we didn't edit anything out of it other than the power outage and and that just broke between the two episodes um and and the the the, the if our show is going to have a cliffhanger it's going to be how did Steve O'Donnell meet Shecky for the first time that's a pretty funny cliffhanger like to me um i don't know if it's funny to anybody else but anyway it's 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 uh, i <laughs> Kellison talked about how Steve O'Donnell gave him a helping hand. Steve Young talked about how Steve O'Donnell gave him a helping hand. There have been others behind the scenes who have told me how much Steve O'Donnell has given them a, given them a helping hand. I just we're going to New York in a couple of weeks, and he offered to serve my wife and I canapes, um, which just <laughs> is funny on so many levels, and and um, uh, pedophores and 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 all of the all of the little gifts that I've gotten from Steve O'Donnell um along the way here i just can't thank him enough for uh the support the legitimacy that he has given this show um our show had a major major uptake in momentum after steve o'donnell appeared on it um and i'm not just talking numbers the numbers are the numbers but but also in folks who have reached out to me and 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 who um I've reached out to uh, with a much easier result having Steve on the show. Never mind the fact he is a genius, uh, legitimate comedy writing genius. Or talks about Norm Macdonald. Uh, by the way, I'm a huge fan of the cartoon Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and and the fact that he was a part of that. Uh, we we didn't talk about it the first time. Like, there's a lot left on the table with Steve O'Donnell. Obviously, there's a lot left on the table with all of these people. Anyway, uh, Steve, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for who you are. And I look forward to any um, and, and all future uh, projects, encounters, whatever it is that we're doing here. Um, episode 20 was Tom Bones Malone. Now, we've only had one member of the band on here. I'm working on a couple other ones, but Tom uh, is a hell of a guy. If we only have one member on, of the band on the show uh, ever, this is the a phenomenal, phenomenal offering. Uh, Tom's episode was fantastic, uh, of, of an amazing talent. I can't wait to help uh, to have him on again to promote some of the stuff that he's got going on as well. I just appreciate him. Fellow trombone player, uh, if you want to call what I did that, um, he is a an absolute gem of a man and musical genius at the same time. I just appreciate him so, so much. Um, then we go back into another writer, Steve Weiner. Oh man, I love Steve Weiner and, uh, and, and the people who come with him, um, the people he's attached to, he is an original quintessential, um, creator of the original late night. He was there at the very beginning as a writer. Uh, you know, the shorthand as we talk about the glass breaking gag and how that was, um, him, Yes, it was, but so much more. And again, he and Carl, comedy writing team, uh, discovered Calvert DeForest. Yes, great. Um, but the insights and talking about him and, 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 and his further adventures with Robert Klein, with the Mickey Mouse Club, and and just where he's gone. And and, and a friendship has developed uh, as well here. And I, he's an 
awesome guy and i just appreciate him so much uh i wish he had a podcast i would watch it or listen to it um i love steve and and the people who are attached with him so uh and hopefully more to come with him as well then we get to another steve holy smoke steve young been on twice already he was on uh his own featured episode and then also um when we uh, did an entire two-hour deep dive into his documentary, Bathtubs Over Broadway, uh, his and Deva's uh, documentary that they, they they put out about industrial musicals. Phenomenal, phenomenal episode uh, in its own right. And um, I hope that the uh, Bathtubs Over Broadway community, because it is a cult, it's already a cult classic. And, and, and the thing about cult classics is many times uh, when someone discovers it, they go out and tell 10 people about it. And, and I don't think the story of bathtubs over Broadway is even close to being done yet. I think that people are still discovering it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I don't know where it's on streaming. I just went to the iTunes store and bought it or to the Apple uh, TV store and bought it. Um, highly recommend it. I would recommend doing that as well. And uh, I don't have it down here. God damn it. I wish I was a professional. Um, also, <laughs> everything's coming up profits. His book. Um, he's still got a few copies left. Go to steveyoungworld.com if you want to check that out. Uh, I've got, I bought a copy off of him and he, the, 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 the inscription that he gave to me was amazing. And I just want to say what a beautiful piece of, of, uh, of artistic, uh, literature that was created with that book as well. Um, check out the Steve Young episodes. Uh, and I appreciate, I, I appreciate Steve very, very much. And again, more to come. Um, Gerard Mulligan, Jerry Mulligan. I, uh, man, what a great episode. What a great guy. And there's a guy that I really want to connect with more if possible. We had a blast on our episode, um, you know, and we're getting to the point now where we're, we're, we're almost current now we're getting, there's only a few left before getting us to the place that we are now. Legend, legend was there writing monologue jokes for when David Letterman guest hosted the tonight show which was one of the things that leveraged his ability to have the morning show, which leveraged late night. Our, he was there right from the start. He and I hit the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg and, and, and had so much fun doing it. And I can't wait to have him back on again. Um, and again, being able to throw in questions to him from the Letterman community, uh, the, the whole cicada thing happened because of someone else in the Letterman community. And, and, and I'm just so grateful for that as well. Um, so Jerry Mulligan, I love you. Thank you so much for being on, on, on the Letterman podcast. That was a great episode. Uh, Vinny Favalli. Okay. So far more to come, but also you got a couple of people who have very similar energies to each other. Vinny and I, I don't know who can out enthusiast the other one. Uh, we both have incredible enthusiasm and uh, when we come to New York, that's a guy that I really want to connect with. I want to make sure I connect with him if possible. Um, because, whoa, man, did they ever pick the right network executive? I think about I think about the legacy of network executives for late night, okay, and 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 the way that Dave um, used them as devices. Very difficult because Vinny was the late the the executive uh, liaison between CBS and Late Show, 
really hard for Dave to, to, to use Vinny as a device other than on the show. And when he's on the show, it was fantastic. It was great, but very, very hard for him to use. Vinny ain't no pinhead. He ain't no weasel. He's not that guy. He's like flat out team Dave working for CBS, which is amazing. Then the Howard Stern connection as well. And there's just, it's so kismet storybook, whatever you want to call it. He was the perfect guy. And, and I mean, again, I'll tell you this, one of my very favorite moments in, in the entire Letterman, Letterman history was the John McCain moment. And, and he was the perfect guy to talk about this John McCain moment with. Um, just love him. Love him, love him, love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Vinny. Casey St. Ong. Oh, man, did I ever love that episode. Uh, first off, Billy Phil- Busy Phillips is doing her best. That's the podcast that Casey is on. Please go and, and watch and listen, especially... Um, uh, you know, uh, th- there's so many good episodes. Her Rosie episode early on, her David Letterman episode early on, her Meryl Marco, uh, or or okay. So this is a this is a thing in the episode that Casey and I did. She pronounced Meryl Marco, and I was like, really? And, and I don't. I just think it might be the fancy way of saying Meryl Marco, but Meryl Marco. Oh, that well, okay then. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to talk about Meryl, dream guest for us, of course. Casey's had her on her podcast. Uh, phenomenal episode. Um, but Casey and I had an incredible conversation. And this is another person who I hope down the line, as the Letterman Podcast Network grows and whatnot, hopefully there's some sort of uh, parallel lines that can be drawn um, that, 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 that can connect us. Um, but this is a buddy of mine now as far as i'm concerned i appreciate her to no end and her episode is incredible she came on uh, resume pulled out of the reject pile by david letterman himself he had a funny name you know becomes his assistant at the most incredible time in broadcast history when the late show began and within three years a writer moves over to rosie writes writer the whole time and moved up, moved up, moved up, moved up, became a showrunner for busy Phillips's show before it was, it was canceled and, and, and wrongfully canceled in my opinion. Um, just an incredible story. And, and I just appreciate her so much. And she has insights as to what I think are very important insights as to the future of what late night is going to look like, not the show, the genre. And uh, can't wait to talk to her more about that. But Casey is just an amazing person. Um, George Schweitzer. Holy smokes. Was that ever fun? Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to bet you something. You want to make a bet that a marketing executive can make an amazing podcast guest? Well, I'll win the bet. Cause George came on our show and we talked about all sorts of stuff. He was a, he was a legend in, in, in being um, a late night executive. And, and George is, um, I'm so appreciative that he took a chance to come on because he didn't really know what he was getting into. He didn't know how his memory was going to be. And and he and I had a conversation. I can't wait to have the next conversation with him as well, because we can go deeper on some things uh, talking about all of the antics from, from, from the, the, the moving over from NBC to CBS uh, and all of that. He was in charge of that entire marketing campaign um, to, you know, Dave's big number three in late night billboard. Oh my God. He, he, you know, greenlit that and, 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 you know, the Super Bowl commercial, all of the things that we talked about, um, but more so the little stories that he threw in there, the little details that he threw in there. Uh, phenomenal. I, I use the word phenomenal a lot. I apologize, but that was a really, really great episode. 
Um, and then that brings us to, uh, you know, Jody Ebert, <laughs> the FU guy. And I believe with the trajectory trajectory of our show, um, moving into the next phase, the next 30 episodes, the next 60, 90, whatever, however many episodes, I, I hope it's a thousand um, episodes that we do. Um, having Jody on, the guy who would come in and scream, fuck you to Alan Coulter and then Paul Schaefer and then fuck you. David Letterman. Oh my God. Talking to him about that is, 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 it was so much fun and, and getting his insights as to some of the behind the scenes um, stories about that. Incredible. He and I are becoming buds now as well. It just, that's just what happens, I guess, when you have these uh, hour and a half, two hour conversations with people, they're kind of bonding and, and I, Oh, I'll take more of it and more of it and more of it. That's fantastic. Uh, we're going to do some contests here. He's got a cameo account. If you search up uh, Jody Ebert, no relation to uh, Roger Ebert that we know of. That's a joke that people who are, you know, below 35 just will not understand. Uh, but anyway, no relation to Roger that we know of. Um, having Jody on the show was so much fun. He's got a cameo uh, account that, uh, you know, so you can hire him to uh, give a message uh, <laughs> to somebody. Um, we're going to have a contest here uh, at the Letterman podcast soon. And Jody's going to be involved in that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's been our guests so far. We've talked about a few of the people behind the scenes that have, uh, haven't been on the show necessarily. Rupert and I are going to do some stuff when we go to New York, just so you know. Everyone's, I've been asked, if there's a question I've been asked more than anything, oh, if Rupert's a sponsor on the show, how come you haven't had him on the show? It's coming, okay? And our version of it is going to come. Obviously, we want to make every guest as comfortable as they possibly can be, you know, and, and so we want to be very, very mindful of that. Uh, with everybody plus we want to do some fun things as well and and with Rupert there's some really fun things that are coming um okay so we're gonna finish up here soon um I'm gonna okay I wasn't sure if I was gonna do this there's two gentlemen I want to thank one is Dave and the other one is Dave's guy and that's all I'm gonna say Dave's guy uh Dave's guy I just want to say thank you very 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 much for um I met you in California when we were going to see Dave record, uh, that's my time with David Letterman. Um, and, and I know that many times you have to make very quick decisions and, and, and impressions and, and your instinct has to serve you in many things. At least that's my perception of things. It certainly was that night. Um, and that night, while I didn't get a chance to get in front of Dave and of course not, he's in between shows. Netflix has given him notes. He's, doing wardrobe changes and all that. And I get it. Totally get it. Uh, that photo, which was taken that night, um, you took two copies of it from me. And uh, this is pen to paper from David Letterman. And if it wouldn't for Dave's guy, that's uh, two Mike, nice seat, David Letterman. And I actually had two copies of the photo with me because I was going to actually give one to a gift for somebody else. And that person said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Get two for yourself. And so yeah, Dave's guy actually got Dave to sign the second one too. And it was to Mike, my best friend, David Letterman. Uh, I have been assured um, from folks inside the camp that Dave actually did sign it. There are legends in the Letterman lore that uh, certain members of his staff had his autograph down to a T um but this one here was actually signed uh from dave so that's me and dave that was great watch the letter manifesto if you want to know about that story um 
but Dave's guy, uh, I appreciate you. And I, I'm going to tell you why I appreciate you. I'm going to tell the audience why I appreciate you. Um, when Al Franken, when Senator Al Franken came on uh, his last appearance on The Late Show, he <laughs> playfully and thank goodness um, incorrectly predicted that David Letterman was going to retire and become an eccentric recluse. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and we, we all thought that was funny because Johnny Carson, when he retired, we never really heard from him again. In fact, if you look at, um, the very last microphone that Mr. Carson used, uh, on a television broadcast is the one that's sitting on Jay Ryan's desk right now. And, and Johnny retired and that was, and that was when he appeared on Letterman's uh, late show in California. So there was a lot of us out there who thought that that was going to happen to Dave that on April 20th or May 20th, I should say. Um, by the way, our first episode, it was uh, the day before that picture was taken. Sorry. It wasn't when Dave left. Dave left a month later. I just wanted to correct that real quick. Um, There's a lot of folks that thought after May 20th, we'd never see Dave again. The reason I'm thanking Dave's guy right now is because, um, because of him and other people around, it's not just him, but we've seen a lot of Dave and he's a big part of that. And also the fact that I can very carefully every once in a while bug him, uh, Dave's guy. Thank you for being Dave's guy. Okay. Um, the other guy I got to thank of course is David Letterman. Um, I don't know that I'll ever have Dave on the show. I know he know that knows that we exist, and that gives me a certain kind of delight. Um, when Scott wrote this book, he didn't get Dave in the book. Now, he has done many things since then, including um, have a panel with folks that are featured in the book, monitored by Bill Carter, of all people. Holy crap. And and somebody uh, let Dave, let let Scott know that Dave appreciated the book very very much, did indeed receive his copy of it, and was delighted that this book was based on the staff, which makes sense to me. Um, and everything that I know about Dave, um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, we're trying to do that here as a living project. And, and I just want to say, I hope I'm doing right. I hope we're doing right by you, by this project. Um, I just want to say thank you, Dave, for inspiring me. You jumping in that pickup truck and saying you wanted more in life and you wanted to shoot for what you were looking for. And maybe it was a writing job at the time because you just, the dream was so big that you couldn't even fathom it. I've gone through imposter syndrome. We've got a project coming out uh, that's going to talk about that called The Unlikely Host of the Letterman Podcast. Uh, I'm going to show a clip from that, actually, to finish this episode here. We've got uh, the bridge. I'm looking at it over there. Oh, it's so beautiful. We've got a restored bridge from uh, from the, the Late Show set, and I'm, we're going to show that clip here to finish this episode. That's how we're going to finish it. Um, but you jumping in that truck and doing that, I didn't have my moment knowing, my moment might be communications class. I didn't have my moment uh, when I was in high school, but I had it a few years ago where I realized this is what I... My heart's desire is, and um, having watched and wanting to be part of what it was that you guys did for so long, and then going back and knowing that you jumped in a truck and took a chance and what it led to, and I just, uh, with the ups and the downs and all of that stuff, and, and also the character of who you've become, 
um, and your growth has inspired. Uh, I just want to say thank you to David Letterman for doing what you've done for being as kind and as generous as, as you have been with all the ups and the downs and, 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 um, eccentricities of all of the characters involved yours, but also everybody around you and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for inspiring things. And, uh, we talk about more to come. There's a lot more to come from the Letterman podcast, especially if we have something to say about it, we got nothing to lose. <laughs> just let's throw it out there. Uh, thank you as well for not just uh, hitting the red button and say, let's shut these guys down. Thank you for that. And thank you to Dave's guy and to other people who are involved there as well. There's other people behind the scenes that I want to thank. Um, I'm going to thank Walter Kim as well. You're doing a masterful job. Um, and then uh, Don Giller. I don't want to exploit anything or tell any tales out of school. Uh, thank you for being you because you've inspired me. Believe it or not, you have inspired me just as much as David Letterman. So, Don, um, thank you for everything that you are. And I'm just going to leave that at that. Uh, okay, that is the 30th episode of the Letterman Podcast. We're going to finish it off by showing a, another video here. Um, this is my reaction to seeing the restored bridge the Verrazano Bridge, by the way, from the David Letter from the Late Show with David Letterman set that was saved uh, on D-Day, Dumpster Day, uh, May 21st, when everything was being um, callously thrown away. And so many of us who are enthusiasts of Letterman and company were devastated watching this. Um, this bridge was saved. Uh, it was stored and uh, made its way into uh, what's going to be our renovated studios, uh, Grubby Little Hands. And um, we uh, had it very, very painstakingly um, uh, restored by a friend and neighbor of mine. And uh, we're about to finish the show by um, looking towards the future, by showing my reaction uh, to this bridge. Uh, this has been a very long episode, 30th episode. Uh, for those of you who have hung around the whole way, wow, well done. Um, for those of you, this is your first episode. Don't worry. They get a lot better because the guests are way better than I am. Uh, obviously, um, please don't let this episode be something that detracts you from watching future ones. Cause every single guest who is on this show deserves to have their story told. And, uh, I'm doing my very best. I will continue to do better, um, as, as, as good as I possibly can. Um, Please join the Facebook group, the Letterman Podcast Facebook group. Let's build this community to thousands and thousands of members. I got lots of these postcards. I've got scripts. Uh, I've got a little take on giving away a Letterman, uh, a late show jacket. I'm going to give away a late show jacket. Um, cannot wait for the reaction to that, what I just said because uh, it's going to be pretty. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty funny, but that's just me. Uh, we're going to give away a late show jacket. Um, and uh, peace and love. And again, I finished the way that I started. Um, out of a spirit of gratefulness. Uh, so we're going to show this video at the end here, but that has been another episode of the Letterman Podcast with Mike Chisholm. Coincidentally, uh, I am Mike Chisholm. Thank you. And My neighbor Ty, his workshop. I am uh, very, very, very excited. He has, uh, he and Allie, right, Ty? Correct. Did uh, the restoration of the David Letterman Bridge. And... Uh, Oh my god! It's. It is like it's brand new. Dude! 
Holy crap. Okay, so this is going to be the backdrop uh, in the new studio for the Letterman podcast. And uh, I am just so darn grateful. So um, I have a down payment for this restoration work. It is a, a bottle of Canadian whiskey called Bareface. Uh, highly recommend it. And uh, an envelope full of cash. And that's our down payment. And we'll talk about the rest of it after. This is unbelievable. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Holy crap, man. So, okay. Are you still, are you still rolling? I am, but I can stop it here. Nope, no, 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 no. Real quick. Real quick. So, uh, let me talk about the things that I noticed. And then if I miss anything, you can let me know. Sure. Okay. Clean. <laughs> Clean as a whistle. Holy. Was that difficult? Uh, it did. We had to strip it all down. Um, we ended up polishing the plexiglass the best we could. There was tons of pitting and uh, yeah. uh, residual paints, and I'm not even sure what else was on there. Um, yes. So we took all the, the pinstriping off, um, the paint, and then we ended up... Um, Repainting it and uh, repinstriping it as close as we could. Um, yeah, put some more LEDs on there. And... and the LEDs, of course. I mean, that's the next one. So the sharpness of the lines, the definition, it looks so good. And it's so clear. And then, of course, the lights, the working LED lights. Is this is this on or off, or are there settings for the lights? Is yeah, this... so there's the remote there, actually, by your left hand. Um, <laughs> so you're able to control it. Uh, so there's a few different settings, modes, brightnesses, um, and then there was oh, extra lighting. So if you wanted to run some of it uh, in the rest of your studio, you could. Just on the right-hand side, you can see the spool of it. Oh, my gosh, guys. Oh, there's the uh, there's the seizure one right yep. there. <laughs> I like this one, the one that fades in and out. Yeah. Oh, I think this is going to be the background. I think we're going to try this one. This will be the first episode of the Letterman Podcast. And uh, thank you. Hey, very happy to help. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. And we're Mario Kart buddies now. Perfect. <laughs> Overcoat and underpants.